Today is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding, and these are the headlines we're following today. Just a reminder that primary election day in Kentucky is Tuesday, May 17th, one week from today. Boone County Commission candidate files defamation suit against opponent, reported on by Caitlin Gebby. Boone County Commission candidate Chet Hand has filed a lawsuit against incumbent candidate Charlie Kenner for libel and defamation. The lawsuit was filed in Boone County Circuit Court on Friday, May 6th, and comes after Hand threatened the defamation suit against Kenner last week. The lawsuit marks an increase in tensions between the two candidates, who have lobbed attacks at each other along the campaign trail. According to the court filing, Hand is demanding retribution for the website CheatingChet.com, where Kenner's campaign makes claims that Hand says are misleading or completely false. The lawsuit also names campaign mailers sent to voters that make similar claims to the website. Hand's attorney, John Threckheld, communicated with Kenner on May 3rd, threatening legal action over the website and mailers. In the letter, Threckheld told Kenner that it appears the website listed on Kenner's mailers was taken down. However, it may have been a misspelling. The mailers list cheatingchet.com, but the website Kenner's campaign is responsible for is at the web address cheatingchet.com. Thinking the website had been removed, Hand's attorney said, The removal of the website may reduce the damage, but it is certainly not a cure. He said if the website or its contents reappeared anywhere, Kenner would be held accountable. Threckel said the ongoing defamation trial between actors Johnny Depp and Amber Heard may pale in comparison to the trial that may take place between the political candidates. Depp is suing for roughly $50 million and Heard is countersuing for $100 million. The trial has become a national spotlight for personality disorders and domestic abuse. Some of the accusations made on the website, which Kenner has claimed responsibility for, include that Hand is from the West Coast and will bring West Coast values with him. Hand's attorney clarified that his client is from Alaska. Alaska, by no means, could even remotely be compared to the liberal leftist states of California and Washington, Threckeld wrote. Other claims on the website state that Hand placed signs in public right-of-ways without permission, that he opposes charter schools, and that his desire to decentralize the regional health department means he is pro-abortion. Sources for these claims listed on the site lead to pictures or screenshots as supporting evidence. A request for comment on the lawsuit has not been returned by either candidate. With the 2022 Kentucky primary a week away, voters have as much time to decide whether they are Team Hand or Team Kenner in the District 2 Boone County Commission race. The full case filing can be read at linknky.com. Why is this educational PAC attacking NKY political candidates? Reported on by Mark Payne. In April, an attack website titled liberaledmassey.com appeared to show Representative Ed Massey from Union next to Hillary Clinton with a slogan that reads, Ed's with her. The font and colors are consistent with those used by the Democratic National Committee. Scroll down, and it says that Massey obtained his seat in a shady 11th hour switch in 2018. Since then, Ed Massey has developed a voting record that has proven his liberal ideology, the website reads. Perhaps the most egregious part of the attack ad is the video. A cartoon version of Ed Massey plays a game called Crooked or Conservative, where Massey is forced to play a game where he can't correctly choose whether an action taken by the NKY legislator is crooked or conservative. The website is well produced, as is the video. But it begs the question, why would somebody spend this money and attack a state house representative from Northern Kentucky? CEO Pack focused on Ed Massey because he's the only elected Republican in Northern Kentucky who opposes school choice, said Thomas Davis, the board chair of Commonwealth Educational Opportunities PAC. Davis, an emergency medicine physician, runs the PAC. It also has two policy advisors, John Guerin, a retired BB&T professor of economics in the Gatton College of Business and Economics at the University of Kentucky and Gary Houchins, 
a former social studies teacher, principal, and district administrator serving in both public and private school settings who now teaches at Western Kentucky University. CEO PAC is focused on electing legislators who support student-centered conservative education policy, Davis said. The attack adds on Massey zero in on his one-time donation of $250 to Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential campaign. They also point out that Massey hasn't donated money to a Republican race. Not only did Ed Massey donate to Hillary Clinton, but there is also no record of him donating to a Republican candidate in the last 20 years for a federal race, Davis said. Massey's opponent in the 66th district, Steve Rawlings, a self-described conservative seeking to restore constitutional principles, said the attack ads are fair. My campaign has not produced any attack ads, Rawlings said. The ads that I have seen concerning my opponent are fair and based factually on his voting history, survey responses, and public stances. The attacks stem from Massey's vote against House Bill 9, the controversial charter school funding bill that would bring a pilot charter school to northern Kentucky. Why does Ed Massey oppose school choice? Because his record clearly indicates he's not a true conservative, Davis says. Massey said that the attacks aren't accurate, and he's very much for school choice despite his vote against the bill. I actually am very much for school choice, Massey said. In fact, if people knew the community that I live in, we created Ignite Institute, which is a school of choice. It's a partnership between Boone and Kenton County. It's very unfortunate that instead of offering to have communication, they've just chosen to attack me. The PAC also attacked Chris Robinson, a candidate running for Senate in District 24, which is currently occupied by retiring Will Schroeder from Wilder. We also drew attention to Chris Robinson's disingenuous campaign promises, Davis said. He originally signed a pledge to champion school choice, including charter schools. Shortly thereafter, he repeatedly made public statements in opposition to school choice, despite sending his own children to private schools. In the ad against Robinson, he is accused of being willing to say anything to get elected. But Robinson said he was simply questioning the funding matrix for charter schools. He also wants to ensure that other schools don't lose their funding to charter schools. As if a student leaves a public school, their SEEK funding will follow that student to the new school. The only concern that I ever expressed about additional educational opportunities for children was the funding matrix, Robinson said. But as he went along, he started to wonder how to make sure they could protect the small and rural and independent schools from a funding point. He didn't know. Then the attack ad comes out that says he answered the questionnaire, which he did. He selected that he liked charter schools and school choice because he believes those things are great. I'm not against charter schools. It's another opportunity for education for our kids, Robinson said. But I want to make sure that we take on all the balance of the other kids and that we don't lift one up and lose another one. Since the beginning of April, the PAC has spent $45,845 on direct mailers and digital ads, according to the Kentucky Registry of Election Finance. The main company printing the mailers is 859 Print. Crux Consulting and El Toro LLC are the two main companies producing the digital ads. Michael Breeding Media received $4,500 of that money for video services at the beginning of April. Davis has spent $10,000 of his own money, while Garen has spent around $1,600 of his own money. CEO PAC plays an important role in getting politicians on the record and holding them to their word, Davis says. Voters deserve to know when politicians like Chris Robinson are untrustworthy. However, there is no mechanism to determine if a PAC is truthful. Our warmest stretch of 2022 is moving in, finally. Reported on by Brandon Spinner of WCPO. WCPO is a content-sharing partner of Link NKY. Tuesday will be the first day of the week. We hit the 80s, with lows in the middle 50s, and there's more where that came from. From there, it's a mix of sun and clouds and warm temperatures. Highs will range from 82 to 87 degrees every day throughout the rest of the week. One consequence of the long, dry stretch is that we will see a big increase in pollen allergen levels. 
that doesn't change for a while because the next chance at rain won't move in until next weekend. Scattered storms will be possible both Saturday and Sunday. Today, Tuesday, a few clouds, much warmer with a high of 83 degrees. Tonight, there will be a few clouds staying mild with a low of 60. Wednesday, nice and warm, partly cloudy with a high of 85. And Thursday, summer-like and very warm with a high of 84. Dan Weber's just saying, where are y'all going to go? How about Northern Kentucky? Reported on by Dan Weber. Not since the 1940s when Cincinnati leaders ridiculously proposed a fog-bound and flood-prone Lunkin Field to be Greater Cincinnati's major airport has Northern Kentucky been given so great a gift. We're talking, of course, about the where-they-gonna-go statement of Cincinnati Reds President Phil Castellini prior to his budget basement team's 3-21 and record from that moment through this weekend. Where are they going to go? How about 12 miles south into northern Kentucky to Florence, where it took the minor league y'alls marketing people less than a nanosecond to start printing up the t-shirts. Competing for pro baseball fans with their major league partners is hardly a new challenge for the 16-team Frontier League, the largest independent minor league in baseball. There are three teams in the metro Chicago and New York City areas, one in St. Louis and another in Pittsburgh, along with the y'alls. But none of them has had the kind of preseason boost the y'alls have gotten from the son of the major league team's owner. Check out the Y'all's Twitter feed, which is up to more than 10,000 followers now if you doubt it. One of the first recommended You Might Like sites is Did the Reds Win? We started reading the tweets, but after no, then no, then nope, then, well, you know the answer, we headed back to the Y'all's site. Where we noted how fan-friendly and straightforward about things like awful spring weather or what the fans want the Y'all's uniforms to look like. Also, like this tweet from the team. The last of our Where Y'all's Gonna Go shirts will be shipped out Monday. Thank y'all so much for your patience and support. Thank you too, Mr. Castellini. Baseball, MLB baseball at least, is pretty much pricing itself out as a family fun day outing with Red's ticket prices of a high of $305 with tickets behind home plate going for $129, $115, $103, $92, and $84 for Sunday's Pirates and Monday's Brewers games. Head down the lines and they're $54. Right field, $43. Left field, upstairs, $28 and $24. And yes, if you go out into the outfield far enough and end up high enough like row V, that's row 23, you can get tickets for $12 and $14. There aren't many of them, and bring binoculars. In contrast, you can get most y'all's tickets for $11 in advance, $13 at the gate, with the VIP section tickets $15, $17 day of game. And for kids 12 and under, thanks to Republic Bank, admission for the eight Sunday games is free, so is parking. And then there's this. Unlike the Reds, the Yalls are trying to win. And sure, the money is a lot less, but it does take an investment of some $825,000 to get a franchise in the Frontier League. So it's not just for laughs. And owners better be prepared to meet an annual budget of $2.5 million or so for each team through the league's 768-game regular season, most games ever, starting Thursday and finishing up Sunday, September 4th. The players don't make a lot, and most of them live with host families who get free tickets for the season. They make as little as $1,600 a month or as much as $2,500 for veterans and $4,000 for the three top-tier guys, with $85,000 the team's salary cap. To put that into context, the average Reds player's salary is $4.4 million, nearly $2 million above the Y'all's entire annual budget. Mike Moustakis, at more than $16 million this season, will make more each day, $88,888, than the entire Y'all's roster will make in a month. And that's for a Reds payroll that's an estimated $20 million less than last year's. Only three players above the age of 29 are allowed on each Frontier League roster, and 10 of the players must be rookies. 
What they're really playing for is a chance, and there is a chance. Some 40 former Florence players are playing up and on affiliated MLB minor league rosters, with six on a major league roster this season. And the Frontier League, the oldest 29 years independent minor league, boasts 1,000 such players who have moved up in its history. Something else to like, the nicknames, way better, for example, than the ones the USFL came up with this year. Washington Wild Things, Schomburg Boomers, their prairie chickens, Lake Erie Crushers, Trois Rivières Eglise, Quebec Capitalis, Tri-City Valley Cats, New Jersey Jackals, seems about right, New York Boulders, huh? and of course, your own Yalls, named after a monument to hydration, as the t-shirts in the general store proclaim. The Yalls will get it going Thursday at home in the newly named Thomas More Stadium on Thomas More Night against the Tri-City Valley Cats out of the Albany-Schenectady-Troy area of New York. But as much as they have one goal to get back to the playoffs and win it this time, here's our goal for Northern Kentucky's finest. One night or day this season, when the losses are piling up and the ticket prices make absolutely no sense across the river, how about there comes a moment when a contending Y'all's team draws more fans into their cozy 4,500-seat stadium than the Reds draw into Great American Ballpark? Don't say it's not possible. Just saying. And those are the stories we're following for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. For more on these stories and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, please visit linknky.com.